Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk joining you on a Sunday evening, a Monday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip through the drive-thru or the walk-up window at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or in Brupolo over in Tupelo. And if you can't make it there, well, then you can always get it delivered to your home. Just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com, and whatever kind of coffee machine is sitting on your front counter, well, you can use that to brew up some delicious Strange Brew coffee, including the new K-Cups, which just continue to be a, a, a million, if not billion-dollar idea for those guys. So wherever you are in this great state or this great country of ours, you can enjoy Strange Brew Coffeehouse. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. New year, new gear. Big crowd at the hump this weekend. Saw a lot of people wearing what looked like new gear. I didn't see a lot of old, crusty shirts. That makes me happy. Makes me think you're listening and you're taking our advice. All you got to do is go to collegecornerstore.com or go to the two locations in Jackson. They're originally by Fleet Feet. They're in Florida by the Half Shell. And whatever it is you're looking for, maroon and white, they've got it. If you're looking for new clothes, stuff for the house, the car, your tailgate, whatever it is, they've got you covered at College Corner. Humble Taco, Starville's newest and best Mexican restaurant. Drove past there a couple of times this weekend, and crowds were there. Glad to see you guys hitting up Humble Taco. The food is great. The atmosphere is even better. And then when you have a nice weekend, you just can't beat it. It's going to be great this baseball season when the spring weather arrives. Sit out on the patio, have a couple margaritas before you head over to Duty Noble. But the main thing is the food. It's unique, it's different, and it is delicious. Make sure, if you haven't been already, the next time you're in Starville, you check out Humble Taco. If you're looking for a quick and easy lunch that's good for you and great tasting, man, you can't go wrong with a Firehouse Sub. And they make it so easy to order with their app. You just download the free app. You pile up the reward points. This week, this weekend, they were giving away double reward points. So I hope you guys took advantage of that. And, of course, it's just as simple as walking in saying, hey, Brian, and I walk out with my sandwich. It doesn't get any easier than that. So check them out. they got locations in Starkville, Columbus, Oxford, Tupelo, Madison, and Flowood. That's Firehouse Subs. Bobby Falk. Hello. We have enjoyed the greatest weekend in the history of the NFL, I believe. I, I said it last week. The NFL is my favorite thing, I think. I like college football better, but there's no denying the greatness of football that was played this weekend. On on Sunday, you had Tampa Bay doing what they did, only to lose, and then the Chiefs and the Bills having – what you described is probably the best game ever in the NFL. I didn't get to see a single snap. You missed I, maybe the best game in the history I was, of the NFL. At, I was at a dinner party. I missed it all. I'm very upset about that. But the NFL is just such a good product, really man. You, I, I don't know when You who have the can, best teams playing each other and the best players. They're yeah. just such a high level. You, just, you know you're going to have even the worst teams in the NFL mm-hmm. have some superstars on them and this, some position. This weekend, especially the quarterback position, when you have stars at the NFL at quarterback, 
it makes such a huge difference. I mean, you, you look at, I mean, you look at the college football player. I mean, Stetson Bennett. I mean, yeah, good player, but not here are the league. teams. Here are the teams that that compete for Super Bowls. Yeah, the ones that have the best quarterback mm-hmm. or an elite quarterback mm-hmm. or a really good quarterback, mm-hmm. and the ones that are automatic at the field goal. Kicker position. Yeah. The things we always talk about on this show, like if you if you can which just is, clean these up, which is why I think the Bengals are are in for a run here with with Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, and Evan McPherson. As much as that former pains MSU me, commitment, Evan yeah. McPherson. I, you know, all together. I, th- I look at the I look at what happened with the Titans, and I think is that not like the most MSU game right there? Yeah. You know, you you have you have such a great showing by these MSU guys. It looks like you. You're about to drive down the field and win the ball game. And then a guy that never even stepped foot on your campus that you had committed that you could have had on your team mm. wins the ball game. Yeah. I mean, that was the most MSU it's something like loss that. ever. For sure. The Titans are Mississippi State. Yeah, there's something to that. Well, let's get to Mississippi State sports. And obviously, Mississippi State basketball is going to be the lead here. Got the win that they needed. The game pretty much played out the way you and I said it would. And that state would, we thought state would win easily, but it wasn't. It wasn't easy in the first half, especially. You know, very back and forth game. But then in the second half, state really cranks up the defense. Ole Miss shot, <coughs> excuse me, sixty-one percent in the uh, the uh, first half. They shoot thirty-three percent in the second half. Matthew Morrell made it look like he was going to do it again. He had fourteen points in the first half. He finished with 14 points. State has all five starters in double figures. Iverson Molinar with 20. Bulldogs shoot a really good uh, 55% for the game, and they were 82% from the line. Out-rebounded Ole Miss by eight. Uh, had fewer turnovers. Did everything right, basically. And a good win, 78-60. to 60. Big crowd. I thought it was, you know, I thought it was a good game. My question to you is this. When we look back in a few weeks, is this game going to matter for Mississippi State? That that's that is the question. I mean, what what stinks now is you have to go to Kentucky and Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, so you follow that up. It's it's tough to imagine Mississippi State building some momentum here. That's what that's what kind of sucks about all that. And that's why that Florida game was so big. You win that ball game, and uh, then you come back and beat Ole Miss. You're sitting there at what four and one in the league at mm-hmm. that point. Four and one, five and one, whatever mm-hmm. whatever it is. Um, you're feeling pretty good about yourself, and even if you go lose at Kentucky, you, you have some pretty good momentum. Well, now, I mean, if you don't win next week, this week, um, you know, you're starting to to build a couple of losses right there, and that's just kind of the nature of the schedule that Mississippi State has right now, and why that Florida game was so important. But I thought it was big for Mississippi State to just come out and make sure that they didn't melt. I mean, can you imagine losing that ball game to Ole Miss and what's on the way? I mean, I mean it would be a complete disaster. It would have been. It would have been over. The season would have legitimately been like we could have been justified in not talking about men's basketball the rest of the way. We could have just focused football and baseball, and and been nobody would have said anything to us. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought the key was in the second half. Mississippi State just said we're we're going to take control of this ball game. Yeah, defensively they made the adjustments. I mean, that first half looked looked like. Almost got How, so many easy buckets. Ah, so many. We've seen that so many times though from this defense. Mm-hmm. Guys that are just trailing a play on a back cut that are late arriving on a three point shot. They've just not. They've been a step slow or something. Mm-hmm. Um, in the second half, I thought they did a much better job defending Ole Miss, and you know m- maybe it was 
they did a better job hedging, they did a better job helping off screens and things like that. I don't know, but um, it just seems like teams know how to how to play Mississippi State's defense. But in the in the second half, State controlled that ball game, yeah. and Ole Miss was never able to to pivot. They were never never able to make an adjustment or anything like that. And um, you know, I thought State was really good offensively. They were really good defensively. It was a perfect storm uh, to get a really comfortable win. Yeah. And you know, midway through that second half, it was it was pretty was much up. over. And, yeah. and and Ole Miss kind of you know, they they've played Mississippi State pretty well over the years, but I think that second half is the first time that they really kind of started, um, you know, m- melting out there the, out there themselves. I thought that you know State goes up, goes up twenty five eighteen. They go on an eight zero run, and it looks like okay, they're about to take control of this game. And then Ole Miss turns around and give them credit, goes on a fifteen to three run, I think, and grabs a five point lead. And then they were sort of back and forth the rest of the first half. And you, you thought, okay, well, this is going to be one of those games. You know, I hope State can get it done. State never really was able to pull away in that first half. No, but, but in the, the second, second half, half they, they completely did. Real quick, I want to read a stat to you. Let me find it again here. Where did it go? Here it is. Mahomes tonight threw for 177 yards after the two-minute warning. Oh my God! Whoa, that's 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 about what Ryan Tannehill threw for the yeah. entire game. I mean, that's just insane. We we talked about the quarterbacks. Yeah, that's what's holding Tennessee back. Ryan yeah. Tannehill. He they they didn't have a, a great a good enough quarterback. Uh, you know, a guy that I've been stuck with in my fantasy league for the last two years. You got to get rid of him. Yeah, uh, I got to get that. I got to get that out of there. Anyway. Here's what I, I think when I look at Mississippi State in the weeks ahead, right? This is the schedule. We've we've gone over it a few times. Let's do it again. We're at Kentucky, at Texas A&M. South Carolina Texas home. Texas Tech. Sorry, yeah, Texas Tech. I'm sorry. South Carolina home. That's an absolute must win. Got to win it. Can't lose that one. At Arkansas, Tennessee at home, at LSU, at Alabama. You need – you're going to beat – you've got to beat South Carolina. You need two more wins. If you go three and four and you're 16 and nine – when you hit the four-game stretch that is Missouri, Missouri, South Carolina, Vanderbilt, you can get you can get there. It's manageable, and Missouri's looking a lot tougher, man. They almost beat, they almost swept Bama. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, so, they, I they mean, that's, that's looking like a and that's looking like a it's a, a much tougher. Road. And that's and that you know that's that weird thing where states playing two games in three days yeah. because of the uh, COVID cancellation. So that theory, that stretch will come. State needs to be three and four. They can go to Alabama and win. That's a winnable game. They can beat South Carolina. They've got to find one more. And I don't know if it's at home against te- Tennessee. They need, a, they need an upset. Good. They, need, they need to beat somebody that they're not supposed to beat. They need <coughs> so to beat who's, LSU. Who's the most likely one? Arkansas, LSU, Tennessee? LSU. LSU. At LSU? Yeah. yeah. State, for some reason, has played them Has played them okay. Has played them pr- pretty well for the most part. I mean, you remember a couple of years ago they had them beat down there. Mm-hmm. They just threw up a prayer yeah. to win the ball game. Yeah, and they've had some very close games here that they just couldn't pull out. That LSU team is is has kind of hit a wall. It seems like a little bit. I know they've played some good teams, but they've they haven't played very well in in um, the last week or so. Yeah, they, they so I could see that lost and badly then, to Tennessee the other night. And then Arkansas for whatever reason, Ben Hallen has been more successful against them than Ole Miss. Has had a dominant record against Arkansas. That's really weird. It is and, weird. And he's won there, yeah. and that's been a very difficult place for Mississippi State in the past. Yeah, yeah. State didn't win their first. Did you know State did not win their win a game there until 2004? Road Warriors year. Yeah. They had not won a game. Valentine's Day. I got in a lot of trouble that day. 
I remember that game too. Cause, that was because I told my wife I was like, "We can go out to dinner. We got to go somewhere I can watch this game." And we yeah. talked about Gary Irvin. Yeah, that was one of his better games. Yeah, it was. And then he went to another Arkansas another Asia. stat. These stats just keep popping up. I'm going to keep interjecting them in the show. You ready? Chiefs game tying field goal drive took less time than Dak's quarterback sneak. Ooh, that's incredible. That they ran that, two plays and a field goal in less time than it took Dak to run. And I keep yards. hearing people. Um, Upset at <laughs> Dak about that? He didn't even call the play. That was the, that oh, was I a know, play I call. I, don't I just didn't understand that. But still, that's a crazy. It, that's by crazy the way, stuff. we've got to change overtime rules in the NFL, don't and we? And in college, both 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 overtime rules suck. Uh, the the NFL overtime rules as a whole suck. They, but in playoffs, should, you should not yeah. have the same. It should be a, just another period. Yes, it has to be fifteen. It can be ten minutes. But at least, you know, both teams get a possession. I mean, how did the Bills not get an opportunity to, to tie the game? Because they scored a touchdown. That's silly, though. It, oh, I That's agree. That's silly. I agree. And they should we were, have an opportunity. We were almost, if Alabama makes a, a big drive there at the end, we would have gone to overtime and been converting the national championship on two-point conversions. Yeah. So it's just dumb. All right, let's just try, let's, let's try to stay on with the base, basketball here. Um, yes, three and four in the next seven will be good enough to keep State in the bubble in that area, I think State's net went up to forty-four. Let me double check that. But I know it did. It went. It went up and it dropped after they beat Alabama. It's just crazy. No, you beat I mean, a hundred-ranked team. Well, it you know it Four, settles forty-fourth. It it settles as the year goes <laughs> on. You, it starts to get about where it's supposed to be. Right. But yeah, I mean they're in a good. They're still in a solid spot. I mean they, they're they're gonna they're gonna be back in the NCAA tournament in a lot of projections this week because of that net. Based on what I, I and I you know you some of you I think some of you guys on the basketball board were giving me crap for this and that's fine, but because I don't I don't fully understand the net. But I think outside of that South Carolina game, every one of these upcoming games is a quad one opportunity. Maybe not the Arkansas game, but that is on Missouri the road. shouldn't be. No, I'm talking about the, of the seven game stretch. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So Arkansas, let's see here. The, these well, games. Well, no, Arkansas is 53, and that's on the road. That that's on the the cusp. I think on, of on being the cusp of a quad a one. Quad one. And, and they and they might move up. I mean, they got another win. They got another they good win against Texas A&M. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's there's going to be opportunities there for state. I, I really feel like you're going to have to get an upset or two. You're going to have to make up this Florida game and the Ole Miss game. You're going to have to make that up somewhere. The Florida game isn't a killer. It's not a killer, but but that was an opportunity the Ole Miss for a quad. Game was. That was a, it wasn't a killer, but it was an opportunity for a quad one win, yeah. which state doesn't have. The Ole Miss of. game was a killer because that's a Ole bad Miss was loss. a killer, but you you still need to build your resume too. Yeah. Um. You're not going to get in just on beating bad teams. What? You still got to get some quality wins in there, and state doesn't have enough of those. What's hurting state also? Minnesota is starting to barrel bottom out. Minnesota's not They're good. Seventy-eight in the, in the uh, Colorado the State was a great opportunity that you had them beat. They're thirty-one. That would have been a that would have been a, a that would that. They're twenty-seven now. I'm sorry. That would have been quad one been quad because one it would have been a neutral, neutral site. Win, yeah, it would have been quad one anyway. Regardless, right? yeah, yeah. But that I mean that that was a huge missed opportunity. Florida, that's two quad one wins. Games you blew. You had a, you had a lead. Relatively late in that ball game, mm-hmm. and you couldn't hold on. That's two quad one wins, man. Yeah, I mean they haven't had that many quad one games. You would have had a quad one win against Alabama, is that right? Mm-hmm. Colorado State and Florida. Would you be three and zero right now in quad ones? Who else? If you had held on against Florida, who else was a quad one? Uh, Alabama. Well, other other than those three, is that is that it? I think that's it. Well, state state on the season is 
You'd be three, one and two. You'd be three and zero oh in quad ones. Yeah, you had That's the lead golly. in those games. Yeah, that you, is you such be, a huge if, opportunity. Oh yeah, if State missed. was three and zero oh in quad ones, they would be uh, fifteen and three overall. Yeah, they'd be in the top twenty five. Top twenty five. They would be. They'd be sitting comfortably they, five or six seed. Maybe kind of, they basically left themselves. They have a little room for error, but it's not much. But they cannot go. You one can't and lose six. to bad teams. Well, they can't go one and six in this next stretch. Even though those are good teams, if we look up after these seven games and state is fourteen and eleven, it's over. Yeah, you're not you're not getting in. Uh um. No, they're they're gonna have to pick up some wins somewhere. I feel like Arkansas is a is a place they need to. I don't want to call it a must win, but that's that is a game that I feel like is winnable mm-hmm. because they've done it before. There, I I'm not gonna predict them to beat Kentucky ever. Because that it's just been that they've been cursed in that game. Yeah. Um. The the SEC tournament notwithstanding, um. And I I can't predict the Texas Tech game right now because I mean Texas Tech's been really good, especially at home. Um. And, and State has not been excellent on the road. So uh. You know there there's some games there that are are winnable for them, but I certainly don't feel real confident. But. Yeah. I do like the fact that they came out and just handled business against Ole Miss. They, they, they had to win that ball game, and they should have won it comfortably. Mm-hmm. And we said, going in, State should win this game by 15-plus. They, they won it by 18. And and to take a game that was close in the first half, and you think, oh gosh, you know, could be a problem, and to dominate the second half, yeah. that, that's, that's a good sign. Also, good news for Mississippi State, if you were watching the game, Tolu Smith uh, went down with an apparent knee injury late in the game. They did an MRI. Uh, no structural damage. This is according to Mississippi State. Considered week to week. What that says to me is I wouldn't expect to see Tolu Smith this week. No, I think for sure he's out for for this week. Yeah. The hope is a, a couple of weeks. Yeah. But man, this guy has the he has the worst, worst luck, luck this season. Yeah. I mean, and some of that, and I'm not trying to to put any blame, but why is he in the game? Yeah. You know, you're up. No, I, 17, I completely with two minutes to go. Empty the bench. I completely understand that. Yeah. I. I understand a little bit of what Hallen was thinking there because he is he's very adamant on if I got a chance to to win this game by double digits I'm going to do well, it. You're supposed to do that for the net, but I mean you're up 19, 20 points when that happens. Tolu is not going to be the difference yeah. in eighteen and eight right points, um, and you had two and a half minutes left, and and from what from what I was told they were literally about 15 seconds away from emptying the bench. Yeah. So that was just that was bad luck. Bad luck. But nobody would have said anything. No. At, at the same time, nobody would have said anything if he would have stayed in there, and people would have been thrilled if State was running the score up. But I also understand the frustrations of fans that that happened when there was no reason for him to be in the game. Yeah. Agreed. So, I mean, it's it's unfortunate that it happened. But I mean, what what are you gonna do? I mean, it's just uh, there there's there's nothing you can do about it at this point. Just pray that he gets back to full health and is able to help you down the stretch. Yeah, I agree. At this point, I I fully expect Tolu to come back next year just because he he, he needs, needs a, a full, full season. season. Yeah, I mean he he was just getting back. You know, he's, he's been back a couple of games. You could tell he's con- he's getting conditioned, mm-hmm. and he really looked. Like a guy possessed at times against Ole Miss, um, you know he was very aggressive and uh, had some emphatic slams, some some rebounds and things like that. And um, I, I thought he had a pretty good game. And I and my and my uh, my guy had a had a big game too. My my playmaker Garrison Brooks. Yeah, 
big game. Uh, what, 17 points, uh, four rebounds, shot the ball well. Uh, he didn't get his double-double, so you can't have your uh, little Dewey. No. Half price or, or whatever the... What a weird game in terms of rebounding. And maybe, it's, you know, State shot the ball well, so there's not a lot of opportunities for rebounds. And Ole Miss shot the ball well <coughs> in the first half. But nobody on State's team had more than six rebounds, and that was Cam Matthews off the bench. Of the starters, nobody had more than four. Yeah. You know, and for Ole Miss, nobody had more than, uh, than five. Just yeah, the rebounding rebounds. totals were kind of were kind of small. Weird, yeah. o- only fifty eight total rebounds in the game. Yeah, it was so. weird. I I was fully expecting Matthew Morrell to go for thirty again. After the first half, I was like, I don't know what is going on here, but this Man, that, kid that guy was nine. I think nine of twenty seven yeah. or something like that in the last three games. Yeah, I saw your stat. You tweeted, yeah, 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 something like that. I mean, what like what kind of witchcraft is this? He was ten for eleven Maroon against Mississippi is just State. His, his kryptonite. Yeah. And then in the first half, he had like he had made almost all of his shots again. He like, was five of six in the first. What half. is happening? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Moving on though. Moving on from uh, from the Ole Miss. So big games this weekend. Tuesday night, eight o'clock against Kentucky. All right, let's move on over and let's talk about some football. That's brought to you by our good friends <coughs> over at the Mississippi Beef Council. We want to remind you that beef is what's for dinner. When you're looking to cook something this uh, this January, whenever you're looking to put on the grill, you know that beef is always a great option, be it steaks, burgers, or if you want to do a brisket or a tri-tip or anything like that. And if you want to stay inside and stay warm, a big pot of chili, a big pot of spaghetti, or any kind of pasta – Beef is always a great addition to whatever it is you're cooking. So whenever you put beef into the grocery cart, not only are you uh, helping out your family by preparing a delicious and nutritious meal, you're helping out 15,000 of your fellow Mississippians who are our beef industry. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thank you to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. I, was at, I saw Two Brothers was moving right along this weekend. They're printing money at Two Brothers. Don't ever let them fool you. There's, there's, there's always people in there. And there should be, because the food's great, the people are great, the atmosphere is great, and it's where you want to go. So, next time you're in Starkville and you're looking to grab a, a delicious meal, looking to have a good time, I, can't, I cannot give enough suggestion to Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Right there in the heart of the Cotton District, that's smoked southern soul food at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. They make it super easy for you to advantage business systems. It doesn't get any easier than great products and great service. We're talking about a selection of products that your business needs. Copiers, printers, computers, software. Anything they're looking for from a technology standpoint, you can find it at Advantage Business Systems. Then when the sale is made, it's not some call center overseas. It's not dealing with people who you can't really deal with. It's good customer service. You're dealing with local people, Mississippians just like you. Call them today. See what they can do for you at Advantage Business Systems. That number is 601-362-9192. Or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Let's play the song. All right, Robbie, a new commitment for Mississippi State's 2023 class. I guess it feels like we need to start moving on to 2023. It doesn't really appear. I, I expect a couple of high school guys to come in in this 2022 class with signing day, I guess, uh, 10 days away now. But 2023 is where they start moving. They had a junior day and on campus. They had a bunch of the uh, state's top prospects, and one of them committed uh, defensive end Joseph Head uh, from Holmes County High School, Lexington, Mississippi. Go ahead, Joe Head. Dang it. Don't, I can't. I still can't laugh. Don't. Don't. <coughs> <laughs> 
225. I'm going to make that a thing. Please don't. 6'4", 225, uh, rated as a three-star by 24-7 sports. Uh, that's a, when I see 6'4 in high school, that's a guy you know can get up to 265, 270 mm-hmm. and be, a, be a, defen- a, a playmaker on the defensive end. This was a, sort of a coming together pretty quickly. I think he got offered a week and a half ago, and it, all the tea leaves were reading maroon on, on, on this one. What do you know about Joseph Head? Yeah, you know, it comes from a, a program that seems to be producing some pretty good players yeah. at Holmes County. Kamari Rogers last year, Corey Ellington before that. Yeah, you know, that area um, in the past, I mean, that they've produced some good players around Lexington, Durant. They've had some good teams, you know, way back in the day. Mm. Uh, so it's a, it's a nice fertile area um, in, in Mississippi, and I feel like this is another one of those – Guys that just fits the mold of that Mississippi State defensive lineman, real, real kind of raw right now. But one of those that you can kind of look at his frame, and you can see another twenty five, thirty pounds or something put on this dude, and a, a couple of years in the weight room, a couple of years learning the system, and being another great Mississippi defensive lineman. So it's a it's a great fit. Um, it comes from a Mississippi State friendly program. Uh, again, Kamari Rogers notwithstanding, because that's a that's another story, but uh, Corey Ellington uh, came out of that program, and now you got another good player coming in. I mean, Marcus Rogers and and those guys there are producing some pretty good talent. Yeah. So I I think this is a good start for Mississippi State. They they've got a couple of commitments out of the state of Mississippi now, and um, it, it looks like they're they're off to a solid start, but. Mm. I think it's big for Mississippi State to get back to their roots there. They did a little bit this year, too, with these Mississippi defensive linemen. Uh, it's been a couple of years since you've seen a, a legit lineman coming out of the state of Mississippi. You know, they had last year's, that class was just, it was kind of weak in in, in that sense. Mm-hmm. But it feels like, you know, some of these guys are starting to pop up again. Mm-hmm. And this is another guy that I think can. You look at the guys who were on campus this weekend, and, and some of the top players in the state. Uh, I feel like Malik Ellis and Zay Alexander; those are the top two offensive linemen in the state this year. And state has good connections with them. Obviously, Malik Ellis is from Laurel, home of Charles Cross. Uh, Built the similar mold across. Mm-hmm. You know, they're both they were both guys that lean and skinny, long armed, athletic offensive tackles. Mm-hmm. If you can get another Charles Cross out of Laurel, take yeah, it. Yeah. And then the other side of that coin is Zay Alexander, who's just a massive human being out of Tupelo. Yeah. But you, with the signing of Jacarius Clayton, I feel like you got a pretty good inside track with him. Yep. Also interesting to see Mac Howard on campus, You know, the top quarterback in the state of Mississippi from Heritage Academy. He is a guy who I feel like if State pushes, that he will be a bulldog. Um, but you know, Mike, Mike Leach is going to take his quarterback evaluations. He does all that personally, so that will be a little later down the road. This seems like they're getting a lot more serious with him too. Yeah. Um, um, Braden Dorman was a guy that I thought was probably their their top target, and unless he visits before he decides, which I think is going to be pretty soon, I don't know if I don't know if State has a very good shot with him. Um, so I mean, there's some other options out there. You got the State of Texas as always for Mike Leach. I, they've started to dip into Tennessee a little bit, look at some quarterbacks. But, you know, Matt Coward might be the guy for the job. He's done a really good job at Heritage, um, and I think he's starting to develop really uh, nicely as well. Mm-hmm. But talking about the, the the junior day visits, which it's, 
it's technically kind of not like a junior day. Right. It's just they, they got an underclassman camp. Yeah. But the way that they did this is how I wish they would do every single spring. Mm-hmm. This is you, you get just a few guys on campus, mm-hmm. some of your top targets in the class. Go ahead and get them um, in here and spend some time with them. Look at uh, campus and all that. Took them to a basketball game. Mm-hmm. You spend some quality time with all your assistants are able to spend time with two or three guys mm-hmm. and you're not chasing around yeah. all these other kids that quite frankly aren't going to get recruited. Right. But they're, you know, they're still on campus. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier for them to focus in on on 12 to 15 kids yeah. and spend a whole Which lot of time with them. 14 kids on campus. So we, and we didn't know how Mike Leach would go about doing this because this is the first spring he's been able to do this. Mm-hmm. He wasn't able to do it much last time or mm-hmm. his first time because pandemic started kind of heating up a little bit yeah. and then last year everything was shut down yeah. so dan mullen used to do this a lot he used to get just a select few kids in and spend a lot of time with them and i thought that was huge for him mm-hmm. in the spring to start building those relationships and by the time late spring and summer hit you get those kids on board so I think it's a, this is a good start to the class for Leach. A couple other guys I want to mention. Two guys Robbie knows a whole lot about, Trey Petty and Braylon Burnside. Stonka. Uh, Stonka from Starkville High School. And then the top player in the state was on, in, on campus this past weekend, Sunterrain Perkins from Raleigh High School. It was committed really? to Ole Miss. That's according I, to Paul's list. Hmm. I, Paul, I didn't know he was there. That's an interesting guy because Raleigh, Mississippi, that is hardcore Ole Miss country. Oh, he's already committed to Ole Miss. Already committed, right? but – Came to campus, you know. I mean, yeah, he he won't. No option there for for a Marquez Dortch kind of situation. Seems I mean, unlikely. There. Never at, never say never, but you know never. that that's Raleigh. When I think of Raleigh, that's Ole Miss I think Ole Miss. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's sure. like state has state has their their places too. Yeah. You know, um, that's just how the state of Mississippi works. And then there was one other bit of recruiting news that ended up not being recruiting news, but you know. I tell you what, man, you know, some schools play checkers, but Ole Miss, they play chess. Not only are they famous for flipping their own recruits, now they're flipping their own transfers. Can, can they get a four-star ranking? They're going to try. Daniels? I guarantee they try to do it. If you didn't notice, everybody's favorite 2021 commitment, MJ Daniels, announces on Saturday that he's going to the transfer portal, and then announces on Sunday, I'm, I'm not going to the transfer portal. I, I don't think he was ever actually in the transfer portal. I was ready to add him to the list of the Pat Patterson All-Stars, but yep. I guess we have to wait it out now, don't we? we I actually to... posted my list. I saw the list. I was ready I was ready I mean, for it. It was going to make a, an appearance on Sports Talk Mississippi, that but I guess list, we got to wait. I, I don't think enough people are talking about that <coughs> list. About if how you're an Ole Miss fan, crazy that is. If you're an Ole Miss fan and you look at that list, you should tell your coaches, don't ever flip one of their guys. Like, I mean, it is it is shocking how that's worked out. And if you If you don't know about the list, I've compiled a list – of every player that has signed with Ole Miss that I consider having a very dramatic recruitment between Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, flipping on signing day, throwing a hat uh, at a press conference, playing games, recruiting games, and things like that. So, like, Pat Patterson, Kalo Moore, uh, T. Shepard, um, MJ Daniels is on there. Brandon Buckhalter is on there now. You could make a case for McCollum Pounders, even though he didn't sign with Ole Miss. Same deal. You can make a case for Bryson Hurts. Um, ah. Every every single every single guy 
on that list, with the exception of maybe one or two, was a complete flameout. Hmm. I mean, just either transferred, was dismissed, was injured, um, didn't play, was a reserve. The the best guy on the list was C.J. Johnson, who played out of position, who didn't play after high school, I mean after a college, and who had um, you know some injuries throughout his career. Everybody else was complete. I mean, who else is on that list? I'm trying to find it here. Um, I'm trying. James Williams never yeah. made it to campus. Yeah, take you on Reed. Here's the full list. So Pat Patterson, we all know. You had Vincent Sanders on there, and I know there was some back and forth, but Vincent Sanders, I, I wouldn't put him on the list. He's he's not really, but but it came down to Mississippi State and Ole Miss, it did. and there was some mixed signals. Yeah, I I, I, I might take him off that list. Yeah. And he actually might have had the better career of anybody on there. Probably had the best career of this list. And he had, what, 700 yards or something? C.J. Johnson's career was ruined by going to Ole Miss. Never should have been playing defensive end. Um, Tobias Singleton never committed to State, but we all know that there was some shenanigans there. Nick Brazel did nothing after his freshman year. Kalo Moore did nothing. T. Shepard, I mean, didn't even make it through his first season at Ole Miss. Sean Rawlings might actually be the best player on this list. He, He had some injury career, but he started every game his senior year, I think. Armani Linton did nothing. Diddy Bowie never committed to state, but had a lot of drama there at the end. Yep. Takeon Reed did the the infamous cap throw and then was arrested, you know, a week later. James Williams, I, I'll never forget that one. I don't one. even know the where most, he is. Most out of nowhere, like, what do you mean he flipped? Yeah. Uh, nobody even had an inkling. <laughs> and then when he flipped, everybody was like, well, there goes Malik Heath. Yeah. No. And somehow they got Malik Heath, who had had more drama kind of yeah. around him than anybody. Yeah. Uh, Jay Johnson, defensive end from Bruce, went to EMCC. Was the last I saw him. Yeah, we mentioned MJ Daniels and then Brandon Buckalter. I mean, none of these guys are worth the crap. They There's not a anything. single All SEC guy in this list. Why would you flip? Why would you keep flipping these guys? Because it, I mean, you you kind of find a guy that's that's a little vulnerable. I get I get why they do it or how they. It's do it. It's not even about but what why? they do. It's not even about what they do on the field. Yeah, it's just about it, the publicity. I mean, it's about it's, making state look bad. I mean, they they've almost MJ Daniels. I've been hearing that he that he was considering transferring for months, and this is this is after he's already, you know, he's just a true freshman. Yeah, he. I know he pulled his name out of the portal, or he didn't enter the portal, or whatever. I don't think this is the last you've heard of him. I, I think that I think there's a chance that he that he eventually does transfer mm-hmm. somewhere. So I mean, that's you're already dealing with that. Now, and he's he just finished his freshman season, and uh, I mean it's just it happens with every single kid that they get. We're I mean the Bryson Hurst stuff. Everybody thought he was going to Mississippi State, and then all of a sudden he's going to Ole Miss. Just commits out of the blue. Then he decommits. They're trying to get him get Mississippi State. He to was fish. this year's flipped and then reflipped guy. And now I don't even know if he's signed. No, I've, I've heard that though. They haven't seen an official. Release. I went. Look, somebody brought that up on the board, and I just thought that he had. Mm-hmm. I went and looked at their their site. He he is not on their official signing list. Wow. And so more drama. I mean, they did the same thing with McCollum Pounders. They didn't even have a spot for him. He ended up going to Memphis. Are they doing the same thing with Bryson Hurst? I mean, there's been kind of a back and forth with him, with him since he decommitted the first time. Very interesting. I mean, it's oh. just a, it's a it's a never ending story. This goes back to I haven't gone back further than 2009, mm-hmm. but this is like three or four coaching staffs. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, 
I almost say 15 this. years that we're talking about this, it doesn't matter who the coach is. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what year it is. Mm-hmm. It don't matter what's going on. This is happening. This is happening. Uh, th- that's that's the culture that and you have. With Pat Patterson, if you want to go all the way back to the beginning, he decommitted after the 3-2 to two game for Mississippi State. I, I get it. That's the that's first and only time I've seen somebody decommit mm-hmm. after a Mississippi State game. Yeah. Just said, I'm, I'm out. I get it. Don't want to play. For I that. was out too. I mean, yeah. let's be honest. I, a lot of I, people were out. I, I quit after that game too. So, and then you know, Mullen couldn't get him back in the boat. You know, I get that. That's one that makes sense, right? But then the next was it? I guess it was the next year with C.J. Johnson getting attacked at the Egg Bowl. Yeah. And then Nick Brazel was never really committed to Mississippi State. And then the thing with everybody was skeptical about that Brazel thing when it happened. And then the, people forget about Jermaine Whitehead committed to Mississippi State. And then they thought they were going to get him at Ole Miss. And there's that great quote. From Houston, not like, when he signs with Auburn, he's like, you said you were committed to me. I'm like, you idiot, he was committed to state. Why would he have any loyalty to you? Exactly. So it just never ends. But that was when it really started to take off. But the results bear themselves out. If you're a Mississippi State fan and Ole Miss flips a player, they just did you a favor. And I had a, I was having a back and forth with the guy on the board about this. Like, well, why don't you use the, the guys who've done it for state? There's, no, there's not that not many. Not a lot. There's like three or four. Yeah. I mean, Steve had to remind me of LaMarcus Williams and Robert Elliott. Yeah. I mean, I didn't. How'd you forget about rocking the deuce, man? Well, I didn't. I wasn't even thinking about that. But yeah, but that was, that's 2005, 2006. 2007. Yeah. I mean, that's how long ago yeah. that was. Uh, yeah. Robert's same age as me. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, Chris Jones and Leo Lewis is the only two I have to come yeah. up with. And Chris Jones was. Never uh, committed. A, a second round pick, first or second round pick. Yeah. Um, Leo Lewis was a four year Lewis, starter. If if Leo Lewis doesn't have that stuff with Ole Miss, mm-hmm. the the incident of stuff, I think he has a good career. I think he would have had a I mean, really good career. His, his head, I don't have. And he was he was not great. He was not. He was still a four year. He started for four years. Yeah, I mean, more you can people say. people call him a bust. I mean, he, he started in the SEC for four years. Uh, All American as a freshman. Yeah, and then I mean, we'll see what happens with Marquez Dorch. But yeah, you know, we'll but his, I mean, his was kind of like his is not really in the same vein because Ole Miss. Told him we want you to play defensive back. And yeah, that was kind of. I, I feel like if Ole Miss wanted to play wide receiver initially, yeah, he probably would have stuck there. Yeah. So I mean, th- there's just not that many guys that Ole it Miss is, has been. Jacarius Clayton is probably going to be. Yeah. A guy that you would put on this list. Yeah. But we'll see, um, and we'll see how he pans out. Yeah. So, all right. So tomorrow's show, uh, a little more basketball. We'll look ahead to Mississippi State Kentucky, obviously, because that's a Tuesday night game. Um. Start talking a little bit more baseball this week, obviously, as we get closer and closer to uh, first pitch. We'll have more recruiting and more portal news, perhaps. Uh, a lot of good stuff. So, looking forward to it. Guys, have a great Monday. We'll be back with you on Tuesday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Fox. Mississippi Media Production.